Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Drink to the Past podcast. Today I am joined by British Meme. Hello there, I'm British Sean. It's wonderful to be here. I had an actual guest, but uh, this seems to have flaked on me. Come on, man. Anyway, uh, you know, he actually didn't text me back or anything, so I don't know. Maybe he could walk through the door at any moment. Probably not, but uh, that'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? <clears throat> if he does, uh, called it. Uh, if he doesn't, called it. I'm actually calling that he won't, but, uh, you know, he might. Uh, so that would be hilarious. Uh, anyways, uh, if you have not already, share and subscribe, because uh, we like having listeners. Uh, we've got some increase over the past time. Uh, I don't track it very much, but uh, I'm always happy to see when we got new listeners. I don't think we've had any new subscribers for a little while. Uh, so if you have anybody that you'd like to link this podcast to that you think would be interested in our hilarious beer discussion or uh, whatever it is that we do, uh, then be sure to you know hit them up. Say, hey, man, go watch Drink to the Past with your ears because you don't you don't watch it it's on it's on podbean it was going to be on youtube once but that was a different story entirely anywho uh today's beer of the week is juicy freak ipa from denver beer company which i don't remember which of the ipas from the mix pack that i had two weeks ago or last week or when it, whenever i bought the i don't know anyway i might have had this one on the podcast already but i don't I, I didn't remember which one i had on the podcast so i don't think it was this one i think it was incredible pedal which is also a pretty good IPA. Uh, they're both pretty good. Mm-hmm-hmm. That's not bad. Uh, that's juicy. That's uh, exactly what it advertises. Is um, Let's see. Tropical Hop Bliss is the actual wording on the can. Bursting with bright citrus. Uh, yeah, it's really juicy. Um, so, which you might kind of expect. Uh, British, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the same thing as you because I'm... Uh, you, oh, I mean, I'm I'm drinking cups of tea because I'm British. Oh, thank you, British Sean. You're uh, stupid. Go away. Oh, boohoo. Okay, now I don't have to do that bit anymore. This seemed like a good idea at the time, but uh, I'm already bored with it. So you probably are too. Uh, <laughs> mm. I'll drink to that. Mm. That's that. Mm. Yeah. Trying to think what I think of that. Uh, it's it's pretty plain, kind of a little bit one note. Uh, you know, it is very citrus forward, uh, with the whatever types of hops are in there. Um, trying to see if it says what types, um, but it does not seem to. Um, yeah, I don't see it. Uh, it's pretty good anyway. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, this will be a little weird tonight, just myself, but hopefully I'll be able to keep your attention and my own. Um, I'm going to give this uh, 10. Like, it's it's fine, but uh, no, it's not doing much for me. It's really just kind of a one-note, a little bit boring, you know. It's not, like, offensive, but it's like, eh, it's, it's fine. I, I feel like I like the Incredible Pedal better, but... Now I don't remember because it's been several weeks ago that I had it. Mm-hmm. But that's not bad. Anyways, uh, check out Denver Beer Company. Most of the things they've got are pretty good. Um, so jumping into the brief news stuff. Didn't see that coming, did you? Um. <clears throat> 
So uh, they had a new trailer for Pokemon this week, uh, revealing Gigantamax, uh, Eevee, and Pikachu, among other things. Uh, so if you're not aware, Gigantamaxing is a new mechanic in the new Pokemon Sword and Shield games, which uh, allows your Pokemon to grow giantly fucking huge for no reason and gain superpowers. So it's kind of like Mega Evolution, but it's another different form. And and they're also like 85 feet tall, so uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, anyways, it looks like uh, Eevee and Pikachu will be available if you link your game somehow between Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. So I think that's actually a kind of an interesting like that. I feel like is more interesting than the um, initial idea of these weird things anyway like i care more that you can link your games and get something out of it than i do about uh gigantamax forms for pikachu and eevee uh which kind of speaks to how i feel about gigantamax forms anyway it's like eh, okay it's it's the gimmick of the thing it's like i'll take it or leave it i don't care just don't care that it's there um you know it, it feels a lot like mega evolution but it's like it's it's literally almost identical as Mega Evolution, but it also gives them a new move or something. So it's kind of like also combining in Z moves, which I liked the Mega Evolution mechanic uh, back when it came out. But um, like obviously they dropped that, and I'm like wondering why they dropped it to add a more or less like almost identical mechanic. Uh, seems kind of weird to me. Um, also, I'm pretty sure it'll be just like Mega Evolution and Z moves were in the last couple of generations where it's like, oh, here's the gimmick. If you exploit it, you kick the game's ass easily and uh, don't have to worry about, like, literally any challenge ever. It was kind of one of the things that killed um, Sun and Moon for me is, like, you'd, like, if as long as you had one Pokemon that was super effective on the other guy's team in a gym... Like, you were fine anyway, and then if you had a Z-move that was super effective on them, then, like, you would literally just one-shot their strongest Pokemon, whichever one it was. It's like, when you see the strongest one, you know it, that's it. Okay, okay, time to go. And hit your Z-move, and it's dead. Okay, big fucking whoop. I'm like, eh. So, I'm not super excited about that, but I, I'm wondering if there will be more connectivity or perhaps connectivity to pokemon go like pokemon let's go did uh let you connect to pokemon go and take some of your pokemon from that game so if this lets you do that or something that might be kind of interesting um so i i, I kind of like the idea of just linking all of your games together and getting something out of it uh that's pretty cool so moving on uh ring fit adventure released today uh which I didn't see this coming, but it is also, apparently, reportedly, the top-selling video game on Amazon in the United States and Japan. Uh, that came out earlier today. I don't know if that's still uh, true, but it was it, wa it was on the top of the charts, at least for a moment. So apparently it's got a pretty solid launch. That's pretty cool. Um, we've talked a little bit about this game, but actually looking at some of the coverage uh, coming up right before release, some reviews and things like that. It actually seems really kind of more interesting than I think I gave it credit for in the first place. 
because, you know, at first when I saw it, I was like a little bit, eh, it looks kind of like a, you know, cheesy Nintendo, ooh, work out, it's good for you kind of game. And I was a little afraid that, oh, it's going to be like Wii Fit, where it just calls me fat every five fucking minutes. Fuck you, Wii Fit. You're a dick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> lost my train of thought, so I have to drink. Mm-mm. But, uh... Yeah, actually, one thing I was kind of impressed by right from the get-go is actually the graphic style. I think it looks really cool uh, graphically. Um, and people are saying that it's actually, like, a, a decent workout. Like, I don't know if it's it's probably not, obviously, like, as good as actually going to a gym and doing, like, the best possible workout. You're not going to get the best possible workout, but it, it sounds like you could get an okay workout. And that's kind of a thing that I would be interested in because I'm the kind of guy that we fit calls fat. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so that's, that's kind of interesting. I would be curious to check it out, but I'm not sure I want to pay 80 bucks for it. But I also don't think it's going to have a price drop anytime soon. So there is that. And our last uh, piece of news today, um, Nintendo Switch has passed 15 million unit sales in North America. Uh, It has passed the Wii U's worldwide lifetime sales just here in the States, basically. Uh, And I guess Canada is probably counted in that. I'm I'm not sure exactly where all the regions lie. But anyways, point of the story... Uh, North America has sold more Switches than the whole world did of Wii U's, and that's just that's just pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, I kind of called this, uh, not exactly this, but I, I said that the uh, Switch would pass lifetime sales within a year of launch, uh, like way before Switch actually launched. Um, so that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm glad that it's doing well. Uh and it seems to be doing really, really well. Uh, I was reading somewhere else, some other sales figures, that it's the best-selling console, I think, in North America every month this year or something. In uh, Japan as well, maybe? Uh, probably. Because I feel like most people in Japan are uh, buying a lot of these. Um, or not Not most people are buying a lot. Into it. You know what I mean. Fuck you. Uh, <clears throat> but... Uh, yeah, I don't know if... Because Japan has had pretty solid PS4 sales. Uh, Xbox is almost, like, out of the game right now with uh, Xbox One sales. Uh, they haven't been terrible, but uh, it's, like, just kind of dropping the bucket comparatively. Uh, so maybe they can pick that up with uh, whatever Scarlet is if they ever decide to tell us what the fuck it is. Uh, like, maybe they don't even know. Who knows? Um because I would actually be interested in getting an Xbox again, you know, get into some of the franchises I've missed out on uh, the last generation, because I, I miss playing Halo, I miss playing Gears of War, uh, but it's like, those are pretty much the two series that I would maybe buy the system for, and the system is expensive enough that I'm like, there's only two games, I don't care. Uh, but, so I feel like that that's kind of what's got to go into it. But at the same time, there's also not a lot of games... Like, I, I don't actually know of any games uh, announced for the launch of PS5, which they've now confirmed it's going to uh, launch holiday next year. So I'm like, what the hell games is going to be with it? Like, the backwards compatibility thing I think is cool. Um, 
but that that doesn't sell me on the system because like I could go buy a used PS2 for twenty bucks, you know, <laughs> somewhere. Uh, they're not very expensive. I I think I've I know I've seen them for twenty bucks. I don't I don't know what the average price is, but it's is probably less than fifty. So I you know I I feel like that would be an okay way to play PS2 games if that was really what I was out there for. Uh, I would kind of like to keep the PS4 games I've got going forward and then just like having the option to buy ps2 and ps3 games would be kind of cool uh because there's a lot of games on ps2 i missed when i had one and there's i I completely skipped ps3 i never had one um ps3 i feel like didn't have a lot that i wanted was kind of the problem with that generation too but obviously ps3 sold well enough that you know most people didn't care Uh, most people liked a lot of their library i guess but um, I, although a lot of people, I think, just wanted a cheaper Blu-ray player because when PS3 came out, it was the cheapest way to get a Blu-ray playing device. So there's that. Uh, anyways, moving on. Um, that's all of our news topics. Um, so today, I don't know if this is going to be as long an episode as normal, uh, but uh, I got a little piece of paper in front of me, and I'm going to take a drink. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to start... Uh, kind of comprising my thoughts into creating a drinking game that is also a tabletop RPG. Um, so this is kind of a interesting kind of thought I had. And now that I suddenly don't have a guest, I was like, oh, I picked out those topics so that I could talk with him about it. Uh, but um, obviously that didn't work out. So uh, instead, I'm going to kind of roll with this idea so basically the idea i was having was like what if you have a tabletop but instead of rolling dice you do different drinking challenges uh so if you want to follow along at home and take notes of what i'm doing i'm basically going to take notes of what i'm doing probably going to post them on my twitter or something maybe the facebook if i remember i don't remember to update the facebook in fucking weeks i should take a drink for that (laughs) fucking lazy dick um, brain fart drink again. Mm. So yeah, let's uh kind of go jump into it. I feel like it should have a a good tabletop drinky name. Um, maybe I'll here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up my. I actually have um a thingy here. Let's see, drive. Um, I have a D100, or actually technically a D10,000 table of uh, pub names. So I'm just going to name this game after one of the random pub names that I have on my uh, uh, generator. So it's it's not quite literally a D10,000. It's uh, two D100 tables, so one of them has an adjective... Uh, and then you roll another d100 for a uh, noun, and then you stick them together. Adjective noun. Uh, the uh, there's your pub name. So let's see. I have to pull up a dice roll because I don't have any dice with me. Uh, good old Google has one though. All right. Let me see here. Um, let's see. One hundred. I think it'll... Oh, no, that's an add a modifier. Hold on. Is there no... Huh. That's weird. There's no D100 on the Google 
dice roller. That's weird. I'll just roll 2d10. Okay, first one is 2 and a 1. Okay, 21. Uh, pub name generator. 21 is the inexplicable, is my <laughs> adjective. <laughs> inexplicable. Uh, that's, this is going to go somewhere hilarious, I think. Oh, my pen's running out of ink. Damn you, pen. Damn you. Right when I needed you the most. Uh, okay, fuck you, pen. Eh, can't get my other pen. Damn it, make me work. Go all the way to my pocket for another pin. Inexplicable. Okay, there we go. And now I will roll another D100 if I can find which tab has the dice. There it is. Okay. Take those out. 2D10. 13. Okay. And now let's go... Uh, oh, no, actually, that's a 10 and a 3. Wait. Yeah, so that's uh, just three, because ten would be zero on your normal. Yeah, it's hard to... I didn't think of that. Anyway, uh, so three on my list of nouns is public house. Inexplicable public house. <laughs> yes. Like, literally the perfect name, because that's where every fucking D&D adventure starts. Is it the inexplicable public house? <laughs> I laughed so hard I coughed, I have to drink. Uh, beer's a good cough suppressant, maybe. Tell your kids that. Um, don't tell my kids that, or I'll kick your ass. <laughs> All right. Um, so, the inexplicable public house... <laughs> that's probably where players start as as usual <laughs> that's normal um so I'm, i was kind of trying to think of a way to integrate randomness into this a little bit or maybe a competition element instead of randomness because one thing that i've kind of done before uh when we have um no dice available is like a like a rock paper scissors kind of a uh little competition between the dm and the player and like if you win then you get uh, hit with your weapon and then if you win twice in a row then you get a critter you know stuff like that um uh my brother josh actually was supposed to be my guest and he actually came up with this uh system i think so uh shout out to josh get your ass over here you lazy bastard um we'll get him on maybe some other time soon uh hopefully so i'll i'll get him back in the know and be like hey man you ditched me you douche but that's okay. Um, so anyways, uh, thinking something like that. Um, let's see. I'm just going to write a quick competition. It's going to be my first note here. Uh, so it, I'm trying to think of a great way that would be a good competition. Because I'm like, chugging would be a great way. But at the same time, um, like, that, that might... It might, you know, not work out so well for you. I'm because I, you know, I would imagine you want to play this for, you know, a few hours at least, uh, and then maybe get, you know, kind of schnockered by the end of it. But I don't imagine you want to, you know, be drinking every round of combat or, or you know, chugging every round of combat or something. Um, so I don't know. Uh, this this is kind of a toughie. Um, because I want it to be competitional, 
but not uh, anything else. Um, another thing before I forget, I was going to say, uh, if you have any ideas for this as you're listening, then feel free to tweet at me at spamomanospam and uh, let me know uh, if you have any other alternative ideas, suggestions, uh, then I'd love to hear them. Uh, and, you know, you can obviously take this idea and roll with it yourself. Uh, make your own kind of drinking tabletop game if you want uh, as well. Uh, I just had a great idea. Okay, so th- instead of minis, you use shot glasses. <laughs> uh, shot glasses as minis. Okay, so uh, that actually might be kind of interesting in... Uh, like a war game, kind of like a Warhammer, where you got a lot of units or something, where you, all your guys are shot glasses, and then when somebody kills your unit, you have to drink it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, in D and D, usually you're obviously only playing like one character or something. Um, you don't usually die very much. Um, you know, obviously, depending on the campaign and your skill level and blah blah blah, lots of things go into it. But um, so. That, that would be an interesting idea. Or maybe shot glasses as HP. Uh, that would be interesting. So maybe you start with 10 HP, uh, 10 shots. Uh, they don't have to be shots of hard alcohol, too. You could have, like, you know, 10 shots of beer or something. That'd be fine. Because then you're drinking, like, 10 ounces of beer over the course of your character's life. That's not too bad. Um, or... Maybe you just have a pint and you have to drink every time you take a damage. Uh, that's not a bad idea either. Pint and drink for, uh, let's see, drink equals 1 HP lost. Uh, then how much does a DM have to drink? Because like every time you kill a goblin, does he have to finish his drink? <laughs> We're going to fuck up the DL. This is going to be amazing. Uh, we get our comeuppance, finally, for all of the times that you have TPK'd. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm having fun with this, even if it is probably less interesting to listen to than any kind of an actual discussion. I could bring British Sean back for a minute. Uh, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. Go away, British Sean. I, I was kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm so offended because I'm a British guy. That accent wasn't really, didn't come out quite British enough. It was like weird, awkward, like almost Australian. Hmm. Anywho. Hmm. Beer. Okay, so I got a couple of ideas there. Um, I want to introduce like a random element for how to attack. Um, or maybe not, maybe a random element. Maybe, uh, oh, maybe you could spin the bottle. <laughs> That'd be that'd be interesting. Okay, as a random element, possibly spin the bottle. Uh, if it lands towards uh, closer towards the uh, DM, then or or you know whoever you're trying to hit, you're trying to hit the you know one of the NPC or uh, you know bad guys that you're fighting. Obviously, you'd be against the DM, but the DM would try to get the bottle to point towards you. Uh, maybe if it points directly at him, it could be a crit. Or if it points directly back at yourself, it could be a critical miss. That'd be hilarious. Um, yeah, I think that's an okay mechanic. Spin the model. Uh, closest target 
Uh, hold on. How am I wording this? I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm saying. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Uh, fuck. Whatever. Yeah, it was, I, I got that idea. Spin the bottle to hit. I'll remember it, maybe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I may literally never use this ever again. <laughs> no idea. Uh, but... Right now, it's keeping me entertained, and hopefully it is you as well, but probably, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, if you think this episode of the podcast is lame, then come on and tell me, and then I'll get you on, and we can talk about it later on the actual podcast. I'll bring you on the podcast, and you can make fun of me for doing my own podcast my own way all by myself because Chris wouldn't come because he had to work, but that's okay. Happens every now and then. Usually I line up a guest. I, in fact, I do always line up a guest. I did line up a guest, but he flicked on me to start a bit. But anyway. <clears throat> so that's. Yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot of complications you can put into this system, I feel like. Um, skill checks might be like little sips. <laughs> like to use a. Activate a skill, you're like, oh, I take one little sip. <laughs> Uh, take take a whole drink and you you can take ten, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, because um, I, I feel like it should be a differentiated mechanic than attacking, like it is in basically every RPG. You know, I, uh, they usually have some sort of similarity, but how do you apply that to drinking? Um, yeah, this would be a much more interesting thing to do as a discussion than it would be just. <laughs> as myself here, but, uh, that didn't work out. I feel like this podcast is largely just me complaining about the fact that I'm alone. Uh, so sorry about that. I'm just having a hard time discussing with myself what I want to discuss with other people instead, but there's nobody here. But we've been over that a billion fucking times. I'm just going to drink and forget my problems. Um... Yeah. <clears throat> so the inexplicable public house. Uh, <laughs> you've now witnessed the creation of a new tabletop RPG. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I really don't fucking know where to go from here. Um, so I guess I'll go to Chris Brings a Thing. Uh, Chris, what have you brought, even though you're not here? Oh, uh, I have brought this magnificent RPG book called The Inexplicable Public House. Oh, wow, it's only one page. That's incredibly convenient, isn't it? And, and there's only writing on about a third of the page. Yes, the writer is very concise and uh, assumes that you will know what the fuck he's talking about because you're him. Hey, I do. Wow, that writer was great. <laughs> so, in The Inexplicable Public House, it is... Uh, you can use shot glasses as minis or as HP, or you can have a pint and take a drink every time you lose one HP. Uh, you can spin the bottle to hit if it lands closer to your, the player you are opposing or the DM you are opposing. You get to hit that target, and if it lands closer to yourself, then you miss or even potentially critically miss and hit yourself if it points directly at you. I kind of like that, actually. It's a 50-50 chance. Uh, that's a, that's a half-ass idea I just came up with. Ooh, or you could flip bottle caps. Maybe. I don't know what the fuck you would do with that. 
<laughs> like, that seemed like such a great idea. And then I said it, and then I was like, what purpose would that serve? <laughs> I still have a cough. I'll drink to that. <clears throat> Anyways, that was my table topic for this week. Um, I'm going to have a video game topic now. Because um, this is actually a video game topic that I was going to talk about with Chris uh, like a long-ass time ago. Uh, and I let him borrow my copy of Travis Strikes Again, uh, No More Heroes, so that he could check it out and see what he thought about it. I was uh, kind of thinking of which game has the more ridiculous dialogue, uh, Travis Strikes Again or West of Loathing. <laughs> so speaking for Nintendo Switch games only, obviously. Um because otherwise, you know, there's probably a few more that might make it into the cut. Uh, some of the other No More Heroes games, the original Kingdom of Loathing, maybe. Um, and probably some others. I don't know. I haven't played a lot of other games that were really up there. Um, so, basically, I'm just going to discuss a little bit which one has the more ridiculous dialogue. Um, and... To preface this, they really handle dialogue completely differently. Uh, they're both just wacky as shit, uh, but in, in completely different ways. You know, Travis Strikes Again is obviously a lot more vulgar in places, uh, as the series has always been, kind of. Uh, you know, they're, they're pushing the M rating. They can do that. Um, West of Loathing, obviously, is a little more on the friendly side, a little more on the easygoing side, but some of the stuff in there is just really absurd. So it's it's kind of comparing absurdism to a sort of a more crass, dark comedy. Um, and it's it, it really is hard to compare. But in the end, I think I would give overall most ridiculous dialogue award to uh, West of Loathing. <clears throat> Basically, my reasoning for this is that it's it really is just all just complete absurdism, like, the entire time. It's, you know, it's like this parody of Wild West kind of things, and, you know, it's, it's a break in the fourth wall all the time. Uh, not as, I, I feel, maybe not as much as Kingdom of Loathing did, um, I'm trying to remember. Um, but I feel like there's some fourth wall breaking and, and just shitloads of bad puns, <laughs> like almost dad joke sense of humor in some cases. But in a lot of cases, it's just so off the wall that you're just like, what the fuck? How did you, like, what were you smoking when you came up with this? Because I, I want, you know, I want to know. Um, so I really just cannot recommend this game enough just for the dialogue, like just reading like, even from the start of the game, I was cracking the fuck up. It's amazing. And there, there's a lot of points in Travis Strikes Again where it, it'll hit that right nerve and I'll, and I'll be cracking up. But with West of Loathing, that's really the biggest focus of the game um, is uh, <clears throat> just the absurdity of literally everything that's going on. Um, Travis Strikes Again kind of takes it uh, obviously differently uh like i said it's you know it's more dark it's uh uh 
more crass in other kind of places but it, it still has some of that absurdism as well and travis strikes again also kind of pokes fun at a lot of like specific things um <clears throat> like it makes a couple of zelda references in there it uh you know obviously this one is actually based inside of indie games is kind of the story of this travis is traveling within these indie games um and it's actually pretty interesting <laughs> Uh, and just kind of seeing how they're like portraying these different games and being like, it's almost a little bit of a, a poking fun at the entire indie game market. Uh, and it's, it's really just, it's hilarious in its own completely different way. Uh, and then obviously the gameplay backs it up too. It's super fun. Um, just like hack and slash kind of thing. Uh, really plays almost like gauntlet or something uh but you know a little more fast paced than gauntlet uh a little more high flying too um but it's it's sort of like that sort of vein where you got your basic attack and uh heavy attack and then some special techniques and stuff which i feel like is a lot of how like gauntlet worked or a lot of those kind of rpgs back in the day champions of norath or dungeons and dragons heroes uh where it's just like uh, these four-player co-op things. Uh, just kind of hack and slash where you get a few unique abilities as you level up and go through the game and stuff like that. It's really got a lot of similarities to that. I, I would really like to... I should sit down with Chris actually sometime, or somebody, and, and play this co-op too because uh, it does have that couch co-op option, which is kind of cool because that's disappearing in games these days. That's a topic for another day. Um... So, Most Ridiculous Dialogue Award of all Nintendo Switch games goes to West of Loathing. Uh, Travis Strikes Again um, doesn't miss the mark, but it gets it gets beat out. So I'll, I'll just kind of leave it at that. Hmm. So, without further ado, I guess, you know, I didn't have as long an episode today so sorry about that uh hopefully you have uh, enjoyed your ride through <laughs> i've had a little bit of fun you know even if it's just you know me talking about weird bullshit um so yeah now is the part of the episode where i hawk my shit and then keep talking awkwardly until i say something even especially more awkward and then end the episode um so, uh, my name is Sean Michael Patrick Thompson. You can find me on twoguysplayingzelda.com. Go check them out. Uh, they've got a lot of uh, other kind of things as well, Zelda-related news, uh, different content, fan fiction, stuff like that. My newest piece I'm working on is a fan fiction, but I, I'm not sure uh, how soon that's going to be done because I'm not really happy with the way it's going and I'm not sure what I want to do about it. I think I might want to take an entirely different direction in the way that I'm approaching this concept. Because it's supposed to be basically an alternate ending to Link's Awakening. But I feel like it feels weird to try and start a fan fiction with established characters uh, rather than starting a story from scratch and establishing those characters along the way. Because I feel like I have an idea in my head of how I want them to be established, but I haven't actually established that to the audience. So I I don't know. I might like actually go all out and make this whole thing like a, 
like start from the start of Link's Awakening and build up over a few chapters to the alternate ending. Something like that is what I'm thinking. But uh, I'm not totally sure yet. But uh, you can also check out, I've got a review of every single Legend of Zelda game, including the newest remake of Link's Awakening, is my last article. Um, you can check all those out. I also have a lot of top five lists and other various opinion articles. Uh, tons of fun. Um, there's also a lot of other kind of articles on there uh, from our various writing staff doing much the same kind of thing but uh everybody's got their own little spin on it some of them just you know stories of how they've interacted with the zelda series and stuff like that so some of them are really kind of cool personal stories that i like uh so check out two guys playing zelda.com you can find me on uh twitter at spam omano spam um if you have any comments about the episode or about really drink to the past in general you can you know hit me up there or just you know if you want to talk about beer or gaming or tabletops like literally just fucking shoot me a tweet i like i would love to just have a conversation any time of day uh if you tweet me then uh like if you have a question about tabletops or you know want to hear my opinion or something want to have a conversation you know hit me up that sounds like a ton of fun to me. That's what I love. Um, it's kind of why I do the podcast, but then I don't get a lot of tweet response about the podcast. Uh, but, you know, maybe eventually I will. I don't know. Maybe I'll have followers if you share and subscribe. Ooh, now I'm putting pressure on you. Uh, almost not quite done with this beer. Hmm. I feel like... It would be weird to not finish my beer before the podcast is over, so maybe I should chug this, but I don't really want to chug it. kind of want to just, you know, drink the rest while I play some more Link's Awakening. I'm almost done with Link's Awakening. The, the remake is great if you haven't tried it. Um, you can obviously read my full review on the uh, website there, but um, I've really been taking my time with it too, which has been kind of nice. Um, been playing... Uh, mostly that and switching off between that and uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses still. Um, I talked a lot about Fire Emblem Three Houses and how I was a little disappointed with it a few weeks ago, and now I, I am a little regretful of that because I really, really loved the Black Eagle storyline after I, I played it for real, but uh, it still just seems odd to me that um, the default Black Eagle storyline has you betray the Black Eagles basically halfway through the story and follow the Church of Saros instead because uh, they, they kind of part ways and if you do a particular like side objective then you can choose which one to follow but if you don't do that then you're forced to choose the church which just seems really stupid to me because it's like from the get-go you chose Black Eagles right you should you should follow them I that's what I think but, you know, whatever. Um, Link's Awakening is also just great. Um, the remake really just, you know, makes everything a lot more smooth than it was in the original. Um, it's fun as hell. Uh, you know, it's all that nostalgia. Uh, so I will maybe actually beat that tonight. I'm thinking about it. I'm going to I want to get at least the last bottle. Um, there's three bottles in the game when I get the last one. Uh, before I go for the final boss, because I really want to get the secret ending. Because if you don't know, there's a secret uh, little modified end cutscene in Link's Awakening. This is in the original, too. If you don't die even once throughout the whole game, 
Um, then you get a secret uh, little end cutscene. It's a little different. It's mostly the same, but there's a little difference, and it's really badass. Um, so I'm super excited to see that in all its HD glory. Uh, HD glory. That sounds kinky somehow. HD glory. Whole. Something like that. I don't know. That, that probably would have been a good place to cut it off, but I, I wasn't ready with the button, so I couldn't cut it off. <clears throat> I could cut myself off of beer, but why would I do that when I could drink beer instead? Um, it's weird talking to myself for this long. I'm not sure I've ever talked to myself for... Well, I probably have. It's only been 40 minutes. I've talked to myself for longer than 40 minutes before. Pretty sure. Hmm. I don't know. Probably when I used to do my YouTube videos. Because um, my YouTube videos were all just me talking to myself, basically. And I'd, you know... You know, it, it was usually a top five as well. Uh, so that, that went partly into it. So it wasn't all talking to myself about one particular thing for so long. Uh, and then I, I tried to cut those down eventually, too, because just doing YouTube videos, like, people aren't patient enough. People need to be more patient, you know, because it's, it's weird because I, I know that the audience that would have liked my YouTube videos is out there, but actually trying to tap that audience is kind of difficult, which is part of what I have problems with my podcast. But, you know, eh, it's, it's just part of the things about being a struggling artist. Um, you know, I have the same problem actually, you know, trying to recommend myself as a musician. I'm like, where do I get audiences? <laughs> Why don't people pay me thousands of dollars to perform for them? Am I not as cool as the who? Well, that's probably true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have fun. Um, and I've actually been getting uh, pretty good and uh, steady gigs lately. So that's that's been nice. Um, if you want a bagpiper in the Denver area, shoot me a tweet. <laughs> or email me or something. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the penis game is called the penis game, but it's really a measure of who has the biggest balls. <laughs>